So if you didn't know, before I started this podcast, I worked in healthcare in operations and general management gigs. I ran contact centers in healthcare where I spent a lot of time credentialing and negotiating with clinics and hospitals around the Asia Pacific region. I ran a group of bricks and mortar clinics and managed a group of practice managers who ran those clinics. And I also worked with and managed vendors operating in the healthcare space, creating software. So a lot of the times it was in the outpatient space and in all of those gigs, when it came to engaging with the clinics, all roads led back to one role, the practice manager. The role of the practice manager is such a critical one in Australian healthcare. And in this episode, we're honing in on what they do and why it's important. And so joining me today for that conversation is Kathy Bainey from the AAPM, the Australian Association of Practice Managers. And in this episode, we're going to explore the importance of clinical and system co-design impacting the uptake on digital solutions. And we'll also explore the role that practice managers play in the implementation and adoption of technology in primary care practice. Let's do it. Collaboration starts with the conversation. Team Health Tech, let's make it happen. Welcome to Talking Health Tech with Peter Birch, a podcast featuring conversations with key players and influencers to promote innovation and collaboration for better healthcare enabled by technology. With me today is Kathy Bainey. She's a practice manager with extensive experience across the primary healthcare sector and has a clinical background as a registered nurse and has managed both general and specialist practices. She's the immediate past national president of the AAPM and now holds the role as their executive manager, advocacy and professional services. Hey, Kathy, how are you? Well, thanks, Pete. Thank you so much for coming onto the show. My pleasure, but your own intro is now making me feel a bit nervous. Maybe you should be the one, maybe I should be interviewing you. No, I think it's great. I've been meaning to get someone from the AAPM onto the show for so long because it's such an important gig, the the practice manager role. And I've worked with some amazing practice managers and I know how passionate they are. And I could give my own monologue episode about the importance of a practice manager, but I feel like it's great to have someone from the AAPM, especially yourself as well, who's been there on the front line and everything and experienced different parts to talk more about it. So for those that don't know you, Kathy, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background? Yeah, sure. Yep. Started in primary health care about 20 odd years ago as a registered nurse. And I think as is the story for many practice managers, was the person on the spot when the previous practice manager left. Didn't run fast enough. (laughs) So I was lucky in that the practice I was working for at the time were happy to invest in further education. And I had the opportunity to go back to study, uh, being the mother of three children, And it was a very busy semi-rural practice on the outskirts of Sydney and studying as well. Certainly do not regret one second of it. Absolutely love what I was doing at that time and what I do now. You're right in that the practice management role is certainly the key role in any practice. And I believe that practice managers in Australia are instrumental in the delivery of great quality health outcomes for the Australian population. Yeah, perfect. And so so you're with the AAPM now. Tell us a little bit more about the AAPM, what it is, who it's for and, and all that. Great. So the Australian Association of Practice Management is the peak body for practice managers in Australia. We advocate, which is a big part of my role, is advocating for our members at government level with the Department of Health, engagement with other key stakeholders, major players in the primary health industry. We also offer a range of um, member benefits 
for our practice managers, for our members, and we offer a lot of education. So that currency that's so important in the role, it's such a changing space. It's every day at the moment, and we did say we'll try not to have the COVID conversation. But over the last 18 months, you know, the document that you had yesterday is now out of date. So the getting that crucial time-critical information to our members is a big part of what the association does. Got it. And you mentioned a big part of your role is advocating for practice managers. What are the types of things that you, you might be advocating for? So uh, I guess that, you know, the unique primary care scene is that these are our small to medium enterprise that are managed by practice managers and yet healthcare is very much directed by department funding. Obviously, the MBS is a big part of funding, uh, sometimes a major part of the funding that comes into a general practice. So at the table with the um, the 10-year primary health reform, I have had the privilege of sitting on the Minister Hunt's advisory steering group for the last two years. So that's just come to its conclusion. So being the voice of the practice manager and that unique perspective that we bring to primary healthcare, whether it's general practice or specialist practices, our member base is made up of general specialist and some allied health practice managers as well. That's a growing space for us. So making sure that we understand the challenges that they have in managing these healthcare businesses and being a voice for them at policy level is a really important part of my role now. Something I experience with all the great practice managers that I've worked with in my time is that often there's somebody who's come up through the clinic, like you say in your example, they didn't run fast enough when the last one left, but also they're responsible for what's essentially like a, a little small business, as you say, and the, the entire P&L. And it's, and it's a baptism of fire to pick up all that and still come from a, a clinical mindset or, or an administration mindset where you're still doing the day to day. Yeah. So it's actually, when I say small to medium enterprise, we're actually seeing the emergence of larger businesses as well. And we're finding now that practice managers come into the profession from a background such as my own, or as you say, from an administrative or reception background. We're also now seeing a lot more entry into the profession from outside. So people that have been managing other businesses, you know, that come with MBAs, as I said, that perhaps our practices are really large businesses now. And I think the complexity there is that business outcomes and health outcomes for our communities can never be mutually exclusive. And that's what makes the role so complex is that you're constantly focusing on both so that the business outcomes and the systems and processes that you put into place in your practice are delivering one of the most precious commodities that we have, and that is our health. It's a really, really complex role and it covers off on all aspects of managing a business, as you said. So it's there. Let's start with strategic planning, business planning, implementations of processes and systems that are safe and secure for our clinicians to be able to deliver the care that they need to deliver. It's HR, it's IT. And you might find in other similar sized businesses that all these roles actually belong to one person where, you know, each have their own domain that they're responsible for. Practice manager is responsible usually for the lot. So it's a really complex role. And it's funny because when I used to work with a lot of practice managers, you'd have your weekly catch up. And you'd go in one 30-minute conversation, you'd talk about local area marketing, then you talk about all of the different HR issues, then you talk about, you know, some really complex clinical things and issues that doctors and staff have raised. So it's such a, so many different hats to wear in such a fast-moving environment. 
Yeah, it really is. And I did uh, fail to mention, yes, financial management and information management and marketing and uh, they're all complex and they're all spaces that move really fast, especially when we're looking at digitally enhancing our practices as well and ensuring that the, the systems and the processes that we put in place are safe and are secure and are digitally enabled. The other key part of the role, which we haven't talked about, you often see like practice managers and their teams, their admin teams, um, again, it's hard to separate the two. We're often the first educators of the patients. So you can take my health record, for example. We spent a lot of time educating our patients on what it was, how it should be used and setting up the systems to make sure it's safely used in our practices. And the uptake of digital health and digital health opportunities is very much driven by the practice educating the patient as to how they're going to benefit and how it's safe, making sure it is secure as well for both the clinician and the patient and making sure that it's actually, you know, a harmonious and enjoyable experience for the clinicians and the patients as well. I found that a continually emerging kind of area of interest in that as more and more technology, whether it's coming from vendors that are creating solutions, as they start to create patient apps and patient portals and other bits and pieces. But then as you say as well, My Health Record and people need their vaccine history. There's so many different things that patients need to do with technology and the place they go is the clinic and it's the receptionist or the practice manager that has to walk them through and and gladly will walk them through it. But it can be challenging another thing that needs to be done. Thinking then about technology, technology in the clinic. Uh, there's other roles that the practice manager plays that's, you know, not just patient facing. There's all the other stuff that they, they have to manage when it comes to technology as well, right? Yeah. So there's the security, how the data is managed, what the data is used for, making sure that we're meeting standards and compliance. So we have our, we, you know, we have accreditation standards for a general practice that chooses to be accredited. But beyond that, there's a lot of compliance that practice managers are responsible for, specifically in that IT and information management space. I find an underreported technology role that practice managers play is the troubleshooting for doctors on how to use an app or a system or when things go wrong or when something happens, it's then pointed to the practice manager. Yeah, look, suffice to say that if the practice manager isn't introducing um, the use of that technology in a user-friendly, secure and safe environment, then the clinicians are not going to are not going to, to do it. And I think one of the biggest uh, challenges that we have heard from our members over the last few months is with the introduction of telehealth is shifting clinicians to, to video conferencing and shifting our patients to video conferencing as well. So again, we're back to that example of having to educate both users of the technology. So yeah, I, I look totally agree with you. If the practice manager is not introducing it into the practice, it's not going to be, it's not going to be used effectively in a practice. And yes, we do spend a lot of time troubleshooting and that can be very time consuming. As you would know, it's not a matter of just flicking that um, PowerPoint on and off. It's a lot more than that and it can take up a very large part of your day. So working closely with our our, vet, our software vendors and our IT people is a major part of the role. And thinking then for those vendors that might be listening and creating solutions for particularly the outpatient space, whether it's in GP and allied and specialists too, on the front line, the practice managers receive a lot of feedback about what the requirements are and what practices need. Are there any advice for the the vendors that can be provided from, from the practice management side of things about what the kind of solutions they should be building for at the moment? 
Yeah, look, the vendor space, again, it's very wide and varied. There's a lot of choice out there and some of it is health-specific, practice-specific, and some of it's not. I think we've seen the emergence of some really strong and good systems in the general practice sector. Specialist practice software is probably still got some work to do in that space. So listening to practice managers and what they actually need to use that software for is really important. We recently had some forums where we were able to feedback to the Australian Digital Health Agency our thoughts on influencing the national health strategy. And it was really interesting to hear from the specialist practice managers that their software is really not always meeting the needs of the practice and what they actually need it to do. So again, consultation and communication is key and understanding the end user's experience of the software as well. One area that is often a place where there can be a lot of stress or issues in technology when it comes to a practice is the implementation of it. So where, you know, you might be removing one technology and and putting in a new one or, or adding in something on top of what's already happening. Is there advice or at least things that you've seen from your experience that like what makes a good implementation of technology in an outpatient setting? Absolutely. So important to have all your ducks in a row on that one, because that's a major undertaking in any practice, just an understanding uh, the patients don't stop coming. They keep coming no matter what you're doing in terms of the IT infrastructure or implementing new systems behind the scenes. They they keep coming and that's 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 great. They need to be seen and, and that's that's how a practice makes income. So some really good project planning in the first instance. So actually researching what it is you need through to the project planning, through to crucial is staff training. And I mean the whole of the workforce needs to be trained, needs to understand back in the planning phase, needs to have input and buy-in. So again, even at a a micro level at the practice, it's about understanding the end user's experience too of what what you think you might need. And they're interesting journeys to take because there's a lot of choice out there in the market. So you often think that you need something that end up actually having gone through all those planning processes, not landing where you thought you were going to land. And that's that's a good journey to take. So make make sure that the whole team, both clinicians, admin, anyone, and, and sometimes it's appropriate to, to use consumers as well in that planning process to make sure that you actually are implementing something that you need. Because there is a risk with so much choice out there that you're just going to implement something for the sake of it being able to do something. So making sure you've got your your research and your planning and your project management and your training in place. That's one. Something that I've always been fascinated with too is the relationship and the dynamic between, say, the clinic owners or the directors of a, a clinic and the practice manager. Do you have any advice for, we've got many GPs that listen to the show, many operating their practices and always looking at how they can create a good working environment for the practice manager and staff. Is there any advice you can provide to those that are looking to build a, a good relationship between practice management and the, the, the clinic owners and directors? Yeah, look, co-design is, is it's crucial. I mean, we are, I already alluded to the fact that business outcomes and health outcomes can't be mutually exclusive. They're, they're one and the same thing the whole time for a, a primary healthcare practice. They've both got to happen uh, at the same time. So this co-design between uh, practice management and the clinicians is really important and understanding that that takes time. It takes time away from patients. You must step back from the practice to plan, to co-design and to and then come back to the practice team with some really good cohesive leadership in place. 
So strong leadership, again, requires both clinical and management to be together and to work together really closely. Nice one. Just lastly, thinking about the road ahead and we've all uh, gone through a pretty turbulent 18, 24 months. What do you think the practice manager role looks like in the future? What are the expectations of practice managers, you know, moving into 2022 and beyond? Yeah, look, that's a really interesting question. Look, I think that no doubt what's been demonstrated over the last 18 months is, is resilience. We know that there is burnout. We know that we have lost really good practice managers from the profession due to the stresses of the last 18 months. In the main, they've been challenged like, like never before. Their skill sets have been challenged and, it, and they have excelled. No question, they have excelled. So passion and resilience is very much a part of practice managers' makeup. Looking forward, we have, yeah, there's, you know, with point of care testing, new wearables, as you mentioned before. So establishing these digitally enabled practices where there's safe and secure systems for everybody is going to be a major part of the practice management role. We've got reform on the horizon, um, especially for general practice. You know, we've got the, the ministers very keen for these team-based models of care that are digitally enhanced. And that's, again, where co-design is going to be so important when practices are looking at establishing these team-based models of care that will be funded in different ways. So once upon a time, our business models had this reliance on the MBS and the you know, fee-for-service type business model. There's going to be a, a major shift to team-based models of care that are funded differently. And there are some awesome examples out there of this already happening in both the, the general practice and specialist space where this transactional use of data as well and understanding the data that we have and, and data is a you know a huge question at the moment who owns it who's going to share it how's it de-identified that's probably a whole nother podcast and you probably need someone a lot more data people uh, I, I know practice managers who call themselves data nerds so you're going to need someone who's a lot more data focused than me <laughs> for that podcast but all this is coming and I can assure you that practice management is is up for the challenge. And and AAPM is there, um, peak body is there to support them all the way. Yeah, totally. And no doubt, I expect that change management will continue to be a priority and an area that practice managers will really need to be across as well. Change management uh, is a major part of practice management role. We refer to um, co-design and leadership. Change management is a skill that practice managers really need to have, um, especially as we're heading into this, this new world of, you know, reform and team-based models of care and digitally enhanced models of care. Taking the whole team on that journey, shifting the culture of the business to understand team-based models of care and other models of funding is going to be a major part of the practice management role. And they, they, they're key change managers. And that's that's been obvious through the changes of the last 18 months is our ability to, to lead a team through those changes. It's a big part of the role. Yeah. Love it. Look, we'll put some details for the AAPM uh, in the show notes of this episode for people to check out because it's going to be a busy 2022 and beyond for practice managers around Australia. And I know that the AAPM do a great job in advocating for them. So there'll be some details for people to check out there if they like. Look, Kathy, I really appreciate you making the time to come onto the show and look forward to connecting again soon. Thanks, Pete. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for listening to the show. Check out talkinghealthtech.com to connect with other people in our community and to learn more about the Australian health tech industry. Also, make sure you hit subscribe on your favourite podcast player so you don't miss an episode and share this episode with a few people who need to hear it. 
Now go make it happen.